Welcome to Embrace the Jiggle with Jade Kulia. This is Episode 7, Improve Your Marriage with Compassion. Compassion comes from a place of understanding and accepting the other's faults and shortcomings with zero judgment. That, my friends, is why I am the luckiest girl in the world to be married to my hubs. When I asked Neil what role he thought compassion played in a marriage, that is what he said. I'll say it one more time. Compassion comes from a place of understanding and accepting the other's faults and shortcomings with zero judgment. Now, you may not see him a ton on the social media bits. (laughs) It's not his favorite place. But believe me when I tell you that he is truly such a blessing. He might be slow to open up to people initially and maybe comes off with a hard exterior. (laughs) I know that's common for a lot of our husbands. Um, But we joke that so much of that like outer shell came from his time living in Ukraine. Um, but he is just the world's greatest partner, and I am so lucky to have him. <laughs> um, anyway, I I won't apologize for all the fluff, but I will acknowledge a little bit of the lovey fluff that's happening. Um, you see, the day that this podcast is coming out is our 10th anniversary, and these last 10 years have been packed full of compassion and communication practice. (laughs) So I am definitely in a bit of a reflective state. Now, as for a couple of things to note before we jump into this episode, the first thing is that this advice is intended for a relatively healthy relationship where abuse of any form is not present. If that is your situation, please do not ever embrace abusive behavior. Abuse does not need to be handled from the beginning with the victim's compassion. Um, Secondly, I am not a therapist. I am simply sharing my experience and tools of how compassion in a relationship has helped me and my husband create a very healthy, happy marriage 10 years in. So, there you go. Take it or leave it. But let's let's jump right in. You're here to learn about marriage. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> so this month, I'm really excited for. All month long, we're going to be talking about compassion and its role in relationships. So not just marital or dating relationships, but the relationship that we have with our past self, um, compassion with forgiveness, compassion in setting boundaries with people around us. It's going to be a lot of tangible ways that you can begin to use the goodness of compassion and apply it to your life as needed. So for today, we are talking marriage. (laughs) And really, even though I say marriage, it can be any type of relationship, dating, engaged, whatevers. Um, And we are going to start with two stories from yours truly. (laughs) You're welcome for a glimpse into my life. Oh man, buckle up. (laughs) So our first story 
happened in 2012. Um, we are recently married. Our work schedules are a little bit different. Um, at that time, Neil was working for his dad's company and I was working for Valley Mental Health. Um, and our schedules were a little off. So he was home prior to me. And I came home over and over and over again to him cleaning the house and being just super husband. And I remember like thanking him one day and and his response to me was, well, yeah, what else am I going to do? It's not like I'm going to just sit around and play video games all night until you get home. (laughs) Now, Fast forward maybe five years-ish, four or five years. And then what happens when my husband has a little bit of time to himself? Well, you can guess it. He pulls out the video games. (laughs) And that's his way to decompress and de-stress a little bit. Um, Now, I am lucky because it's never been like a major conflict for us where the amount of time has gotten out of control. Um, I know that that happens sometimes in relationships with sports or video games, and we've just chosen to be really open with each other about when something is becoming too much. And rather than taking offense, um, oh my gosh, well, I love doing this and I need this time. um, We can just kind of let our pride go and acknowledge that really maybe it is a little much and then adjust from there. So, there's story one. Story two, um, let's jump to 2022. 2022. Oh man, why is that so hard for me to say? <laughs> this was actually just in the last few weeks. So we have a lot going on right now, as every family does. And we are currently finishing our basement. It's been a long week. Um, and this particular day was an extra long day. And At this point, I have learned about how a woman's cycle can really affect her mood and her temperament. Um, I knew that I was in my short-tempered mode, (laughs) my pre-period mode, as did my husband, um, because boy, oh boy, I have taught him all about the cycle (laughs) so that he can be a little more prepared as well. It's really wonderful. Um, anyway, so it's in the evening and it's really the only free night that we had to work on putting up insulation for the next week or so. Um, we are doing most of the work ourselves. And when I say we, a lot of it is my husband and my father-in-law. Um, I keep the kids out of all of the tools, (laughs) but anyways, um, we just kind of had this one free night. And so in my mind, we were going to finish our daytime stuff. He would get home from work and whatnot. And we were going to jump right into busting out a ton of insulation because I'm a little bit like, "Mm, I like to be in bed. I like my kids to go to bed. I like to be in bed and I don't want to do things forever into the night. So that was what's going on in my mind. Well, in his mind, it wasn't as rushed of a thing. Um, So... This little bit of miscommunication created some tension. And I let my little PMSE fall cycle self get really annoyed and really dramatic about how it's too late now to even put up insulation. Never mind. 
It's not even worth it because I know I'm not even going to be fun to be around because now I'm in a bad mood because we didn't start early enough. And I say this, I can't even not laugh when I say this because in the moment it felt so frustrating and now it's just like, whoa, Jade. But whatever, it's fine. Here's I told you, I'm pretty open. So I'm just really being quite bratty about this and dramatic and complaining that it's late and not even worth it now and just blah, blah, blah. Um, Normally, I'm usually not a super cranky person or dramatic, but I was just in real rare form that night for some reason. (laughs) So I like stormed around in my annoyance doing laundry and then just putting my things away, feeling like this is the only thing I'm good at anyway is just cleaning the house and putting the laundry away and I can't even do projects. <laughs> Have you ever felt like that? Just maybe slightly dramatic, maybe? I hope so. I, I hope you've felt that way or else, you know, this is just whatever, what you get. Um. So anyways, as I'm like putting away this laundry and I'm planning on walking upstairs and not doing any insulation with him. Um, I look over and my sweet husband is just standing there with his eyes closed, standing on a little ladder footstool thing, taking some big breaths. And he just calmly asked me to come here. A few minutes had passed at this point um, with gathering clothes and stuff and kind of cooling off, you know. Um, but he just held his calm and I came to him. And I did it a little reluctantly, but he just hugged me. See, he's really he's really good at making me just like chill and get a hug. <laughs> the beautiful thing is that he knew what I needed because in a non-heated moment, we have discussed these types of things. And he knows that usually when I'm heated like that, I usually just need to be heard. I need to be hugged. and I need some help taking a few deep breaths. (laughs) And then I can act rational again. It's really just magic. (laughs) So what do we learn from these two different experiences? Well, of course, we learn that video games are junk and Jade is really cranky when she's about to start her period. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Maybe, maybe that's what you learn from this. Hopefully, there's a little more. (laughs) Um, I came up with three different things that we can kind of figure out from the difference of these two stories. So the first thing is that lives change and evolve And we can use compassion to um, not hold those we love to an unrealistic standard. So for the first story, I could get really bothered if it felt like my husband was choosing something over me. If he was choosing video games, if he was choosing sports, whatever it might be, I could get really bothered with it and go back to that space of, There was a time when you wouldn't do this and look at you now. Now you're doing it. Oh, I'm so annoyed. This is just not what I expected, right? But communicating about it makes a really big difference. So it doesn't get to the point where you just deal with it in annoyance and stuff all your feelings. (laughs) Um, Now, I I can maybe hear you saying, 
well, Jade, that's real great for you, but that's not going to work for us. (laughs) So if you're in that boat, ask yourself this. Are there things that you may need to address that have been building up, either personally or within your relationship? If so, what is holding you back from bringing that up in a safe space and talking about it? If you're worried about the reaction, maybe you take a minute and you just preface it with them. It might sound like this. Look, babe, I really want to work on this because I'm not loving where we're at. I feel disconnected and I and it just doesn't feel good. It's not what I want to be what our what I want our marriage to feel like. And I know that we can work on our relationship and I would like to, but I need to talk to you about some things. So can we chat with each other trying to stay level-headed? What do you think? Something along those lines, maybe just preface it. And if the conversation doesn't happen in that moment, that's okay. You've placed the seed, give them some time to get to a clear-headed space and then have the conversation when you're both ready to have the conversation. Um, Okay, the second thing that we can learn from these two stories and interactions between a marriage would be really simple. Um, Understand your cycle and tell your husband that he needs to too, (laughs) period. Oh, no pun intended. (laughs) Oh gosh, you guys see, I told you I might edit it, but no, actually I'm not. This is just what you get. Um, so yes, your cycle matters. It's going to affect if something's annoying you more or not. It just is. And you got to learn to embrace it. And your husband needs to learn to embrace it. And you just work through those really kind of crappy times and then you'll be fine again. (laughs) Okay. So then the third thing, the third kind of lesson that we can learn from these two stories is when someone gets really upset, and is maybe being a little bit like mm, extra cranky, whatever, fill in the word. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it was me in this case of the insulation project. Remember how far a calm, centered place can be for the one who is losing it. So is it easy to be the centered one? Nope. Nope, it's sure not. It's actually incredibly difficult. Um, but try to remove your emotion from theirs so that you can talk through it once they cool off a little bit. So in my heated moment, if Neil kept talking to me, I probably would have just been more annoyed. (laughs) Let's be real. I was too heated to think clear in that moment. And I just would have been more annoyed and probably said more mean, rude things. But he gave me my minute to angrily put in my laundry, um, and I came to acknowledge what I was actually needing in that moment was to do something productive together and feel like we were a team, and then we actually were able to regroup. So yes, it does absolutely take both parties to be able to move through these situations with compassion, and honestly, it takes a lot of practice. So like I said, from the first few months into our marriage, compassion has been front and center as a focus for us. So we are now at 10 years of practicing this consistently. 
So I say that because if this is new for you and your partner, um, remember it's going to take years potentially of practice and that's okay. Um, Remember too that if you aren't both willing to try implementing more compassion into your marriage, what would it look like if just you started? Do you think your spouse would notice your added compassion over a few months and maybe begin to make their own shifts? Maybe. Maybe not. But you won't know until you try. So I vote try. Start with your self-compassion and move from there. Now, again, let's make it clear. I am not a marriage counselor. I know that relationships are not one-size-fits-all. However, I do know many marriage counselors that suggest that when you have an argument, it's best to validate the other's feelings that they are expressing and then follow it up with your own feelings. So in a perfect world, this works great. (laughs) However, like within my insulation experience, I was not clear-headed enough to process it that way and understand his feelings and then express mine. All I needed to do in that moment was express my feelings of frustration. So what if when you notice these stressful feelings rising or the anxious or the angry feelings creeping in, you simply stepped away and gave yourself compassion? It might sound like this. So we'll, we'll go with my insulation example. If I had processed it like this, if I stepped away and said, oh, Jade, you're really angry right now. And that's okay. You had a really short night. You've got a sick kiddo this week. Everything feels a little bit heavier right now. Take a breath. You're doing the best you can. It's good that you even want to help with the project. Your husband's there to help support you. You guys are on the same team. So you can you can do this. Okay? Do you, do you hear how you can kind of talk yourself through whatever situation you're experiencing? You talk yourself through to a calmer space with kind words, kind tone, and magic happens. Now, I know that relationships are complex and have so much that go into them. Individuals have their backgrounds and the way that they have typically handled situations, and it can be really hard to mesh two worlds like that to create a healthy, balanced one, a balanced home. However, I know that even if your spouse isn't in a place to work on this level of self-improvement, you have the ability to. You can recognize your feelings as they come up and begin to handle your frustrations with self-compassion. And when you are ready, you can begin to turn that compassion outward to your partner and allow some vulnerability and communication to begin to happen. Relationships get really complicated Sometimes really simple, but sometimes really complicated. Remember that they create a lot of room for so much growth, though. And that as you practice your own self-compassion and then apply compassion towards your partner to see their point of view more and their 
why XYZ happened, you will be able to expand your heart with more love and ultimately find a new kind of happiness, which is a really, really beautiful thing. Thank you so much for listening and letting me spend some time with you today. Remember, it is most important that you embrace your own journey of self-compassion, self-reflection, and self-kindness as you learn to embrace the jiggle and become the best version of you. And if you are looking for a way to implement more compassion into your marriage or your life, join me on April 15th for my women's class this month here in Taylorsville, Utah, where we will be focusing on compassion through hula movement. So when the negativity creeps in, you can use what you learned that night to shift the mood and bring in more positivity right away. You can get your ticket on my website at withjadekulia.com or I will link it in the notes for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you soon.